Can a radically innovative hiring platform connecting nurses and hospitals also support the crucial mental health needs of nurses in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic? Let's talk all about it with Iman Abuzaid, the CEO of Incredible Health, right here on episode 313 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. In these days of the COVID-19 pandemic, you can still catch my COVID-19 pandemic updates at the end of every month. Meanwhile, this podcast continues to be all about you, your personal and professional development, your nursing and healthcare career, and the healthcare system as a whole. And I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews, just like today's, with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, technology, nursing, medicine, entrepreneurship, and beyond. I love having you along for the ride, whether you're new to the show or you've been on this journey with me for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. And remember that Nurse Keith Coaching is your destination for all things related to your career. I offer individualized, holistic career coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals. Mention the show, you can get 10% off your first coaching package, and you can email me at keith at nursekeith.com just to schedule a friendly chat. The show notes for this episode, which you're going to want to check out, will be at nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 313. So today we're here with repeat guest and friend of the pod, Iman Abuzaid, the CEO of Incredible Health at IncredibleHealth.com. And Iman, welcome back to the show. And it's so great to have you here. And gosh, this is your third appearance, and we'll make sure there's links to your other appearances. But one of my first questions for you is, what are you hearing out there in the ethers in terms of nurses' well-being now that we're, you know, almost a year into this pandemic? Nurse Keith, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's great to be back. Um, So yeah, in terms of, that's a great question. What are we hearing out in the ether? (laughs) Uh, so a couple of things, this is now where it's January, 2021, the vaccine is starting to roll out, but COVID is, uh, it's widespread throughout the community in every single state in the country. And, uh, at this point, nurses who have been working with COVID patients and in these understaffed hospitals have been, uh, working pretty hard since March of last year. Um, And so one of the big themes that we're hearing is about nurse fatigue, nurse burnout, um, and nurse stress. Mm -hmm. So those are the overarching themes. And you and I are recording this on January 19th, 2021. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. Tomorrow's the inauguration, very historic inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, the first woman and first woman of color to hold such a high office. So we're all very excited about that on many levels. And today we also hit 400,000 deaths in the United States. I just saw the New York Times before we hopped on this call. So there's a lot going on with nurses. And since you're a hiring platform, and we will talk about the platform in the course of this episode, people have heard it possibly if they've heard you before here, but Since you're on a hiring platform and you're interacting with a lot of nurses and you're interacting with the hospitals who hire them, do you feel like there are positive movements out there to make sure these nurses are getting the care they need? Or do you feel like things are not quite where they should be one year out from the start of this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely been some positive movement and a lot of changes over the last, uh, you know, 10, 10 months or so. So Mm -hmm. I think when the pandemic first started, uh, the, the main complaints and concerns were around personal protective equipment and, uh, you know, making sure that we're protected at work. And, um, a lot of that has been resolved, you know, not hundred percent resolved, but like, you know, that's, that's in, in, in much better shape today, uh, as well as the COVID testing, the rollout of COVID testing has been, uh, pretty widespread at this point, although of course there's still pockets and areas where there's that's still a problem. I think what has really um, reared its head is the nurse fatigue and the burnout, just because it's just been going on for so long. Um, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, when it was only impacting, say, like the northeast of the country, 
it was easy for nurses to move around and, you know, travel nurse agencies, which we, we don't do that at all. We do, we do only permanent workers, but it was easy to move travel nurses around the country because the pandemic was only impacting one area. But now as of January, 2021, literally every single state has like surges. And, and so there is no capacity to move staff around the country anymore. And you just got to make do with who you have. And uh, that is creating um, the, the, the strain on the healthcare system um, from COVID patients has just been extreme and it's prevalent throughout the country. So there is no uh, backstop. There's no flexibility. There's no. And so every, you know, every single nurse we're interacting with on our platform is working overtime. Um, and they may be looking for a job while they're like, you know, working overtime as well. And so the fatigue has been uh, steadily increasing and there's no release, release valves. Mm. I did want to state like a couple of academic studies that have been done recently during the pandemic. Please. Yeah. Please let us know. Yeah. Sure. So um, first is uh, in, in, in April of uh, 2020, uh, the team at New York Presbyterian published a study uh, on nurse fatigue. You know, of course, during this time, New York City was going through um, a pr- pretty intense uh, surge at that time. And, uh, you know, and, and what this, their studies were showing is that nurses were among those healthcare workers that were, were reporting the highest levels of stress, like 66, 64% of nurses and advanced practice uh, providers were reporting symptoms of acute stress. And so that includes things like nightmares and inability to stop thinking about the virus. Like, you know, that was in the very beginning. And, and, and what we're seeing now is that those kinds of statistics uh, being prevalent throughout the country now. So it's great that there's been like early academic work done in this area, but it's really time to, for some solutions and so for some release valves um, yes. to, to, to happen for nurses. That's a very good point. So 64%, and that was back in April. So that was only a couple months in really. And that was when, like you said, we were concentrated in the Northeast. Now we have this pervasive viral burden throughout the country and throughout the world. And nurses are, they're feeling it. And of course, back in the spring, we had that very high profile physician suicide, the ER physician from New York who went home to her family to rest and she took her own life. And that was very high profile. And before the pandemic, we knew by by reports and data that we were losing about a doctor a day to suicide. We didn't really know exactly how many nurses, but we knew that was happening. And we talk about stress, we talk about compassion fatigue, we talk about burnout. And the other term I'm hearing a lot these days is moral injury. And as we get to this point where we're not exactly rationing care, but we're making very difficult decisions about who gets what at what time. Are you hearing anything from nurses about that, about their witnessing of this incredible level of suffering and also knowing that some people might not get the care that they really should have gotten otherwise? Yeah. I mean, we, we work with over 250 hospitals and health systems across the country um, including big health systems like HCA Healthcare and Baylor Scott and White and Venice Health. Mm. And we also work with many academic medical centers like Cedar sinai and, and Stanford and so on, and lots, lots of community hospitals. In certain cities, I mean, we have a heavy presence, Incredible Health has a heavy presence in the LA area, just as an example. And um, we are absolutely seeing what you're referring to as, you know, as, as moral injury, I guess is what you called it. Um, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, many of the nurses that get hired in with those employers are saying like, Hey, like the, the hospital's full, it's at capacity. There's nowhere to put the patients and we have to make some pretty hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, California in particular has really effectively run out of ICU beds. Um, that's true. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and that's, that's just like a really difficult uh, position that healthcare workers, including nurses, find themselves in. Um, but it is the reality of the situation. And I think one other, you know, sentiment that is new, and this is, we're hearing this a lot from chief nursing officers, is the frustration that, commu- that nurses have with their community, with their local communities and their reluctance to um, follow guidelines. 
uh, whether it comes to wearing masks. Oh, frustration with the citizens. I see. Exactly. Okay. So people not practicing social distancing, getting together at the holidays, not wearing masks, things like that. I see. So when nurses see that out in the field, I mean, out in the world, that must tell them, well, I guess one of you is going to be in my ICU next and I'm going to be caring for you. And so there's a lot of frustration there. So if you're, if you're a chief nursing officer and we, we do interact with the, that um, level of executive all the, all the time, almost every day, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, you know, in the early days of the pandemic, you know, a CNO would say, hey, I have some control, right? I can, I can solve the PPE problem, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I can solve like some staffing issues and so on. But now um, their hands are tied, right? Like there's nothing, there's not much a chief nursing officer can do about the community attitude to, to prevention and, and, and the guidelines. There's not much a, a chief nursing officer can do right now when it comes to staffing either. Good point. And so, of course, many of them are adopting technology like Incredible Health, you know, very rapidly and so on, but we are short in supply. Yeah. Now, speaking of chief nursing officers, I, I know you don't necessarily staff at the executive level as much as you're staffing, you know, nurses who are working in the ICUs and the ERs. But when you have these conversations or your staff has these conversations with CNOs and, and those nurse leaders, what are you hearing from them? I know they're concerned about their staff and the nurses who work for them and who they feel responsible for. But what are these CNOs going through? Because we need to think about them too. Yeah. So, uh, so sorry, just quick correction. Incredible Health does do um, RNs and NPs at all levels. So whether staff, you know, managers, directors. Uh, oh, so, okay. so, so we Good include, we, we do leaders as well. Um, so what, yeah, no problem. So what we're hearing um, from, from the nurse leaders is of course the, the frustration with the, with the lack of options. Mm-hmm. And then one, one metric and one topic they are very focused on is retention and turnover. Um, the retention rates at hospitals and health systems has dropped. The turnover has increased as the nurses have either chosen to do early retirement mm-hmm. um, or have chosen to leave the workforce uh, altogether. Y- you know, so, so that is really, or they've just left just due to burnout and fatigue. And um, that is of course making the uh, hiring and staffing challenges, um, challenges even more severe um, but they are definitely worth it, w- worried about retaining their staff. Mm-hmm. I guess what I'm asking is the CNOs you speak with, how are they suffering? I know they're worried about their staff, but I would think that burnout is happening at those executive levels too, that those nursing chief nursing officers are totally worn down to the bone. Uh, yeah, they're working pretty hard too. I mean, we, we hear it mm-hmm. all the time. It's like... Um, you know, I'm working a crazy number of hours right now. And yeah, they, they are definitely working pretty severely. And at the end of the day, like they are ultimately responsible for their nurse work, workforce, both, both the hiring, the retaining, their productivity, the performance and their happiness. And so when you see your team um, your, and your team suffering, like you, you take that to heart and you're going to, and you're going to work extremely hard to make, to, to solve the problems. And I think that could actually be, if you want to call it this, a moral injury being experienced by nurse leaders, where they feel there's some things they can control. Like you said, I can order more PPE. I can make sure we have enough, you know, of this or that. But if they can't keep their nurses from breaking down, if they can't prevent their nurses from burning out and experiencing moral injury themselves, I could see those nurse leaders taking that on in a really deep way. And then we, we could face the attrition of nurse leaders as well, who are completely worn out. And you and I have talked before about the nursing shortage, how we're going to be about a million nurses short, they say somewhere around 2024. Or so? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So it's a huge number. Yeah. And that makes me concerned also for the leadership funnel. Yeah. Because we always have to be funneling nurses, especially the younger, brighter, more energetic ones who have years and years ahead of them. We want to get them in that leadership funnel and mentor them so that they'll start to take the reins. And if generation, you know, if the millennial generation in Gen Y are starting to take the reins of healthcare, 
we need to make sure they have what they need to actually succeed. And if they don't get into the leadership funnel, we're going to be in trouble too, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. I mean, the shortage is prevalent throughout every field of nursing, but um, it's not just the staff nurses, like the, you know, the ICU nurses, the ED nurses, the OR nurses, but there is a shortage of nurse managers and leaders, and there's a shortage of nurse educators too. Um, and so it really, is, it really is across the board. I will say one piece of good news, though. Um, oh, is please, that, tell me some good news. <laughs> some, some good news is that um, what we've seen is uh, the number of applicants to nursing school and medical school has increased in 2020. Great. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that the pandemic and the healthcare workers were in the news. They were in mainstream news pretty much the entire year. Mm-hmm. And so that has attracted a lot of uh, more applicants to these, to these professions which is great. Now, the problem we have is that the nursing schools and medical schools have a hard time increasing capacity, right? So there's quite a long wait list of applicants and and students waiting to get in. Uh, So that's another problem that we need to get solved. But at least we have have really increased the profile of the healthcare worker and of the nurse in 2020. And we have successfully done that. And, And that is attracting more people to the profession. So, um, is it enough? You know, we'll see. Right, there's bot- we have other bottlenecks that we have to to, to solve, but uh, at least at least that is a step in the right direction. Right, and with thousands of nursing students or candidates being turned away every year because of those waiting lists and the lack of capacity, then that's a huge bottleneck that we have to deal with. And the other one is that nursing students getting enough clinical hands-on. is a challenge during the pandemic as well. So there's plenty of challenges. And I've interviewed folks on the show who are working on that, working on really, really high fidelity mannequins, all sorts of ways in which we can give them better training, hands-on training, even if they can't be in the clinical space. But that's, that's an issue. Now, could you... For those who have not yet encountered Incredible Health or heard your other two interviews on the show, can you really quickly encapsulate what is Incredible Health? What have you created, Amon? Because it's a pretty amazing uh, journey you've been on. Yeah, thank you so much. So yeah, Incredible Health is the fastest growing career marketplace for healthcare workers and nurses in the country today. Uh, What that means is Uh, hospitals and health systems use our software and our platform to hire nurses in permanent roles in 20 days or less. Now, there's a few reasons that nurses absolutely love this platform. The first is that the employers apply to the nurses instead of the other way around. So imagine you create, as a nurse, you create a profile, you sit back and relax. You're going to hear from different employers in your incredible health app, and you get to choose which interviews to accept and which ones to decline. Um, and for, and for the interviews that accept, you get the support of a talent advocate at incredible health, who is also a nurse and they help you get through, um, all of the different hiring processes. Um, we Mm -hmm. also have quite a lot of software that does that automatically screens and vets the nurses and helps you clean, clean up your profile further. We also have custom matching algorithms that make sure as you, as you as a nurse are getting matched with the employers that fit your preferences and your experiences and your locations and so on. Um, and so the end result of all of that is you get your job and you get hired in 20 days or less. And these are permanent jobs at fantastic employers, everything ranging from large health systems um, to academic medical centers to community hospitals uh, across the country. We started in our home state of California. We are headquartered in San Francisco, but we now have mm-hmm. a heavy presence across 13 states now, including Texas and Florida and Delaware and Iowa uh, and Louisiana and so on. So if, if you are in, in, in um, you can definitely sign up um, for, our, for our service at, at incrediblehealth.com. And we also have an iOS and Android app uh, in, available in the Play Store and the Apple Store called Incredible Health too. That's great. Now, are you making inroads into the Northeast, like New England, Massachusetts, New York, yep. Connecticut, et cetera? Yeah, we, yes, we are live in Delaware and Pennsylvania as well. And so over the next couple months, I guess by the time this podcast airs, actually, (laughs) and you're, you're, you're in March, March, we will be, have a pretty heavy presence in the Northeast as well, including New York, New Jersey, um, and that, that whole area. That's great. That's a very densely populated area of the country, just like LA and California. And we have a lot of pretty major healthcare institutions. Now, 
for, for nurses who don't work in acute care or looking to be outside of the acute care realm, do you have placements there or is that not quite as many? Yeah, so we don't have as many there, but we do work with um, many health systems that have home health um, services as well. Uh, and we do have a, one large employer right now that's using us for home health nurses too. And so, and, and certainly we have a lot of outpatient roles just because at this point in the, where U.S. healthcare is, is a lot of these health systems have a lot of outpatient settings too. Yeah. And so um, even if you're not an acute care nurse, we can still support you. And, you know, our mission, at, you know, I'm an, I mentioned earlier, like I, I'm an MD by background, you know, and our, our mission at Incredible Health is to help healthcare professionals live better lives mm-hmm. and help them find and do their best work. So this is not this the way this has evolved over the last year this last 18 months is like we are not just the place where a nurse finds his or her job we've really become the place where a nurse manages his or her career and so we've added services like free continuing education for every single nurse in the country we have added services like free salary estimators for every single nurse in the country so you can have more um, data at your fingertips and you can make more informed decisions about your career because you have uh, salary data for every single city in the country. Um, and most recently, you know, we were talking earlier about the, about the challenge of nurse fatigue and nurse burnout is that we have added specific services and tools that are 100% free for nurses to combat nurse fatigue and to support them with their mental health. Um, and so I'll talk about a couple of these. So the first is the Incredible Health Nurse Community. It is inside uh, the, the Incredible Health app, available to every single nurse in the country, it is a free social network, and it is a community that has been built exclusively for nurses. It's a very active community. There's thousands of nurses in it already. And the topics that are being discussed is everything from like how to change specialties to um, how to progress in my career. And there's like lots of fun topics in there too. Like what's your favorite scrub brand, right? Or, or where do you buy a stethoscope from? Right. And um, really it's been, the reason we created this exclusive community is because it's a safe place for nurses to interact. It's not open to like all the other, you know, social networks that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nurses have the option to post anonymously. And honestly, the like the best I feel like the most supportive group for nurses is other nurses. You're so you know, right. And it, You're so right. It is a place for support and for advice. And like, honestly, I've been inspired by podcasts like this, where a nurse like yourself, Keith, is providing a huge amount of value, support, advice to your peers. And, um, and we want to just continue fostering that uh, supportive nature that nurses have, you know, innately. Uh, and and the advice that they automatically provide each other in the offline world and bring it online in a community uh, like this. Well said. Now, when we come back from the break, I want to dig a little deeper into this community and how people can get involved and um, also the other aspects of it. Like you have a free digital journaling platform that I want to talk about. And then I also just want to touch on where we go from here in terms of hiring and staffing and creating the nurse workforce that we really need for the 21st century. So we'll be right back for more of episode 313 here at the Nurse Keith Show. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of The Nurse Keith Show, just like other awesome listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support The Nurse Keith Show, you also get some pretty cool premiums and gifts from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Nurse Keith. And if you know someone who could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, you'll receive credit for an hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit, so you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. And remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits. What an incredible deal. And please head over to nursekeith.com and sign up for my newsletter, which comes out regularly and brings you supportive messages, 
updates from my blog and my podcast, resources, and all sorts of other stuff. Remember, nursekeith.com, sign up for that newsletter, and you'll also get a free download from me as my gift to you. Anyway, those are my sincere asks today. So now let's dig back into today's topic without further ado. And we're back. Thanks for hanging out here with me and friend of the pod, Iman Abu Zaid, the CEO of Incredible Health. And you can find them at incrediblehealth.com. Iman, this is your third appearance on the Nurse Keith Show. On episode 252, we talked about staffing. We really dug deep into the whole staffing issue, which we're touching on today, obviously, because you're a staffing company. Episode 278, we talked a lot about racial inequality. And that was around the time of the Black Lives Matter movement really taking off, the protests about George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. It 2020 was an incredible year on so many levels and a painful year for for many of us on many levels. So we were just talking about ways to help nurses. Now, Incredible Health is a place where a nurse can go, create a profile, and like you were saying in the first half, he or she actually will have employers apply to them to see if they would like to interview for a job and the nurse him or herself gets to accept or reject that offer of an interview, right? Correct. So why did you set it up this way? Is it because of that black hole that applications go into? And I think the rings of Saturn might be made of like lost (laughs) nursing applications. Um, Was that one of the impetuses or was, is it, um, how, how did that come about? how did this come about is, yeah. you know, I, I'm an MD by background and a lot of my friends and family members are doctors and surgeons and they were always complaining about understaffing. And at the same time, my co-founder and, and chief technology officer, Rome, he comes from a family of nurses and they were saying exactly what you just described, Keith. I apply to 10, 15 places and I usually don't even hear back. And if I hear back, it takes months. And we're like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Like we know that there's a huge shortage. We know that, uh, that many of these health hospitals and health systems are understaffed. And so there, so once we dug into it, we realized that the hiring that, uh, that hospitals and health systems do hasn't, the, the way they do it hasn't really changed since the early 1990s. You know, it's like post a job and hope something happens. And unfortunately that is not sufficient, uh, in, you know, in 2020 where there's a huge shortage where everyone's on their phones this time at this point. And, um, there is much more sophisticated technology process that can be adopted in order to dramatically accelerate hiring. Mm-hmm. And so we figured there just has to be a better way. And that's, that's how we came up with this unusual concept that's actually working very, very well. That's great. And for a nurse to hear, you know, a hospital's going to apply to talk to me, it, it might not even compute because of what we're used to in yeah. terms of, you know, even my, my clients sending out resumes and applications to organizations and feeling like, you know, this, this process of getting a job has become, well, it's a highly technological process now. People apply for jobs and then they get an email or text to have a one-way interview and they actually interview looking in the camera, but without a person on the other side. And their responses are recorded And then someone's watching them somewhere along the line and their resumes already been scanned by a bot and read by applicant tracking system software. And, you know, with, (laughs) with artificial intelligence going the way it is, I can, I can picture in 10 or 15 years or less where your entire interview process isn't even, you don't even interact with a human being. So there's this this dehumanizing of the process that it sounds like you're trying to flip it on its head, and you're actually using technology to do that. Yeah, we're re- really trying to flip it on its head. I mean, what you're describing yeah. is 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 the is absolutely correct. I mean, I we believe, and we, and we when we when we speak with nursing executives, we always say this, and they, and they agree that nurse hiring is high touch and it's relationship driven. It should be. And yes. it should be, and and nurses absolutely have the upper hand. That is just simply what the, that is just what the labor market is today, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's huge shortages, and nurses are the ones that are in demand. 
um, even though even if they don't always feel that way. And so uh, we, the way we see the role of technology is um, enabling both nurses and employers to do more efficient relationship building and human touch, right? Mm-hmm. So of course, some, some, you know, some lower skill hiring work, uh, such as screening and matching can be done with, 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 with algorithms, which is what we do at Incredible Health. But we mm-hmm. still d- really care about having a team of talent advocates uh, who are also nurses here at Incredible Health to help coach nurses through the process. They help with interview preparation. They review resumes. Uh, they help making decisions. They help, they support them with decision-making on offers. And the same thing for the hospitals. We have things like automated interview scheduling uh, for the recruiters, uh, for the hospital recruiters. But it's important that the hospital recruiter is able to have a conversation with the nurse. Uh, a real life conversation. A real life conversation. And so um, given the amount of competition there is for nurse talent today, you're at, a hospital and health system is at an advantage if they have the human touch, if they have relationships. And as long as we can mm-hmm. use technology to enable that, that is how uh, we're able to succeed and ensure results like hiring, you know, getting your permanent job in 20 days or less. Um, and, you know, a, a lot of our reviews are available on Facebook and Google and so on. So you can see what nurses are saying about, about the service as well. Yeah. So that is the counterintuitive part of Incredible Health where you're using technology actually to make the process in some ways less technological because you actually connect a real person with a real person and they have a real conversation. So let's talk about using technology for nurses' mental health and well-being, yep. which we were touching on right before the break. So you were talking about this free online community that you built exclusively for nurses where nurses can even post anonymously and talk about what's going on with them. So is there is there sort of a moderating team part of um, Incredible Health who kind of keeps an eye on the conversations and kind of looks out for people who seem to really be having a hard time or just to make sure the conversations are, are you know, uh, constructive and civil, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. So we do have uh, community moderators um, here at Incredible Health. And really their role is to just make sure that uh, kind of the community guidelines are followed, right? So there's no... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not too much negativity, not too much, you know, no personal attacks or anything like that. Right. Of course, like occasionally we get incredible health support questions that come up there. And so they need to take care of that too. Yeah. Um, but really, the, but that's been honestly pretty minimal. Like the majority of conversations are highly productive and extremely uh, supportive. And it's really nurse, nurses in there giving each other advice. So for example, you know, like a n- nurse can put nurses post in there all the time. Hey, I'm a, I'm a med surgeon nurse and I want to transfer to L&D. What, how should I do that? And then you get an actual very experienced labor and delivery nurse who's already made that transition, giving that nurse advice. And the way the notifications work is that we're, the, the, because we have a lot of nurse profiles and we know the experience of the nurses on our platform, is that you can get notified if you are in a position to help uh, that nurse that's, a, that's, that's commenting in the community. And so um, it's highly personalized and customized in that way. And then the other thing is like, you know, even beyond uh, just career related topics and, you know, there's a lot of topics on salary and so on. It is beyond that. You know, there's conversations in there about uh, vaccine rollouts, about the Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter movement and how that impacts nurses Um, Mm -hmm. and even lots of fun, lots of fun topics. Right. Like what's your favorite scrub brand or what's your favorite shoe brand? Right. Like Mm -hmm. these these are day to day, you know. There's still important topics that that nurses talk about. Well, those are yep. important too, sure. And how how about you know do people talk about ways in which they're taking care of themselves during the pandemic? Yeah. Do people sometimes share their their struggles, their nightmares. Yeah, you know the worst case scenarios that they're seeing out there in the uh, world. Absolutely, we've definitely seen a huge increase in the in the topics related to mental health and self care and. Um, and, 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 you know, Hey, is, is anyone else experiencing like pandemic fatigue? Like I am, uh, and, you know, ways to cope with that as well. And, you know, lots of creative ideas are shared, are shared in this community as well. And so, you know, overall, it's just a really safe space for nurses to interact with each other online. And it's, it's mm. exclusively for nurses. There are no non-nurses in the platform and there are no employers in the, in, in, in the community either. 
that's important, right? And it's not on one of the major social networks. So it's completely, it's within the incredible health ecosystem and it's protected. Now, what about the digital journal platform you've created? What is that about and how does a nurse utilize that? Yeah, so we we, we added a, a da- what we call the Daily Nurse Journal. And um, this is a free digital journaling platform also available in the Incredible Health app that nurses use. And so it's based on quite a lot of research that shows that, um, w- you know, when nurses do written reflection on a daily mm-hmm. basis, that mm-hmm. has a positive effect on their ability to handle stress, burnout, and um, trauma and compassion fatigue. Right. And lots of studies like, you know, the Journal of Nurse Education and Practice and so on have a lot of these um, studies published. And, um, and so what we did is like, okay, what, what would be the digital version of this? You know, of course, you can do it with pen and paper, but the advantage of doing it in a digital way with, it, with the Incredible Health Nurse Journal is, first of all, you already have a, a profile in your Incredible Health app. Uh, and so your access to this journal is, immediate, is, you know, very easy and on your phone. And it sends out reminders and notifications uh, on a daily basis. So you can just quickly record um, how your, your feelings and, 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 and your experiences. It also has many, several prompts that are built into it as well. Like, hey, you know, you've had, you've, you haven't had a great day. Like what, name, name one positive thing that happened today. I mean, everyone can name one good thing that happened uh, at work that day. And, and, and that it's like, the, the, the software is really enabling uh, nurses to do this on a more consistent basis and, 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 and has no, there's very low friction to doing it as well. And so the hope there is to like really do what we can to provide services like either the, the, the community as well as the journaling software to just help nurses with their mental health, whatever we can do to help. And of course, it's 100% free and available to every single nurse in the country. So a nurse can use that app and use the journaling um, platform and also use the online community, even if they're not looking for a job. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's really important. Now, I a nurse might think, well, if I'm journaling on this app, can anyone else read it? Is anyone else going to be act to be able to access my data, including people at Incredible Health? Yeah, great question. No, it's 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 100 secure and private. The journaling data is private and secure, um, and so that's only that's exclusively just for you. Um, of course, no employers see it, and no one on the Incredible Health team can see it. And is there any way for them? Let's say they'd like to download it and maybe. Um, store it in a Word document or upload it to the cloud or something. Can they do that? Uh, not yet, but that's a fantastic idea. And it's oh, something thanks. that's on our, on our roadmap that we want to add. Oh, good. Okay. Because I know people might want to do something creative with it. You know, they might want to use it on a vision board or whatever it is they're doing, you know, and they, they may want to share it with others in a particular way, but not through the app. So they'd like to download that. So that's great. And now let's also talk about continuing education which is an important thing for nurses. It can also be burdensome. It can also be expensive and it can be a stressful thing to keep track of. It's like, oh, where did I do that continuing in? And where did I download the certificate to? And how am I going to keep track? So what are you offering for nurses in terms of continuing education? Yeah. So, uh, you know, continuing education, of course, is a critical topic. Nurses need it to activate their licenses, to renew their licenses. and also just to stay up to date with like the latest in, in, in their field of practice. And so we just fundamentally, we offer free continuing education also in the Incredible Health app uh, to every single nurse in the country. And it's 100% for free. It's accredited in all 50 states. And there's lots of courses available there. The courses you do directly inside the app. And, uh, with, and for the majority of states, they get automatically reported to the nursing board via CE broker. Um, so, so it gets automatically, you know, sent, sent to the licensing body. Uh, you know, we just fundamentally believe that nurses should not be paying out of pocket for continuing education. I think it's estimated over, uh, over $250 million is spent by nurses in this country every single year out of pocket on a continuing wow. education. Wow. You know, okay. and that includes online yeah. courses. It includes in-person conferences and so on. And it's just... I, I, Given where we're at today, it's 2021. We have the internet. <laughs> we have software. <laughs> this is just content that we're talking about here, right? We just fundamentally believe that it should be free. Um, 
and 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 this is like the route that we're going down. Of course, we've started with continuing education. It should be for free. To be perfectly honest with you, I I, I actually think nursing school should eventually be free. <laughs> you know, and just given where we are in a, in the in the country and how important it is for the healthcare of our uh, of our country to make sure that we have enough nurses. Obviously, we're not there yet with making nursing school no. extremely affordable and almost pretty much free. But this is like one step in that direction of like at a minimum, free continuing education needs to be 100% free. Absolutely. And so we do offer that as a service to every single nurse, no strings attached, and you can access it directly inside the Incredible Health app. That's great. So you have mental health support. You have this social community where people can interact in a safe space that no one else can access. You have continuing education. And then you have where a nurse can actually post a profile and the hospital applies to talk to the nurse. So you're in San Francisco, you're in the Bay Area, and you're a medical doctor and you are partnered with people at Incredible Health with your staff who are very tech savvy. So you have software developers, you crunch a lot of data. So where, where have you found the most benefit in terms of the, the intersection of big data and healthcare? Like, where do you feel like your sweet spot is and how can you exploit it even more? Yeah. I, I think that's a fantastic question. So, uh, Yes. Yeah, so, you know, more than half our team is software engineers and we have data science expertise in-house and so on. We, by the way, we don't employ any recruiters. So <laughs> the majority of value that we're driving <laughs> here is with software, as well as our talent advocate team, which supports the nurses. And so, um, you know, the, uh, the, the benefit of being a marketplace, you know, I, I call us like we're like Switzerland. We're like neutral, you know, and we have <laughs> hospitals and we got nurses and there's a lot of data and interaction happening in our, in our marketplace is that we can get quite a lot of insights from that data in, in, in several different areas. So for, let's talk about the hospital side for a moment. We provide very detailed data analytics to the employers. And that includes things like how fast they're hiring, how long nurses are spending in each step of the process. And we can provide um, anonymized uh, data from their competitors um, so they can see how they're doing compared to their competition in their local market. And there's very interesting conversations that happen with nursing leaders and hiring leaders when they discover discover that the competitor down the street is hiring literally three times faster than them. Um, And that really just helps them improve, continue to improve their internal hiring processes. Now, for nurses, um, one example of how data is used is our free salary estimators. So because we have so much um, offer data going through our platform, and we, un- we know the latest and the greatest of what n- nurses are getting paid all over the country um, because the hiring is happening on our platform, we're able to really inform our salary estimators that we provide for free to every single nurse in the country. Mm. And so rather than waiting for like an annual salary report or waiting for the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics to come out with their report every couple of years and so on, right. you have real-time data at your fingertips um, to inform your, sa- your, 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 your salaries. Um, and we discovered that 80% of nurses don't really don't feel confident and don't even know how much they should be getting paid. And, and, and there needs to be a lot more transparency with salaries. And it fluctuates so much depending on what city you're in and what specialty you're in. And so you can literally drill down to the city as well as the level uh, that you're at as a nurse and, discover, and, and at least get a range of what your salary should be. Um, and none of that would be possible without our database and without this real-time data that's happening. So those are just a couple of areas. I mean, another area is bias, which I think we talked about in the last last uh, episode. But you know, as hiring is happening on our platform, we can see trends and correlations. So, for example, in our early the early days of Incredible Health, we noticed that if the employer saw that the nurse lived in a location that was further away from the facility, they received fewer interview requests. And we're like, that's interesting. That doesn't make any sense because the nurse already said that they want to be in that location. Right. And we shouldn't be biasing against nurses based on where they currently live. And so what we did is we removed the current location of the nurse uh, on their profile and we saw that bias disappear. Interesting. Now, what about, um, what about 
age and experience. I, I heard your interview with Guy Raz over on NPR's um, How I Built This Podcast. It was a great one. And he's really interested in tech and entrepreneurship. And, you know, and he, you and he kind of really went deep on that. So we worry about, you know, if the, if the employer can see a photograph of the nurse, that they might be biased because of the nurse's race, or they might be biased because of the apparent age of the nurse. And obviously that nurse can't hide that she's been working since 1987. You know, you can't really hide that on a resume, but that initial bias can be gotten past. So are the employers open to screening nurses where they can't see the nurse's name, they can't see where he or she lives and can't see their picture? Yeah. So, you know, the, the employers, especially after, you know, George Floyd and BLM, like yeah. the, the, the hospital leaders care deeply about diversity inclusion. And, and you can see that they're making more of an effort to kind of eliminate all kinds of biases in hiring. Um, mm. and, and there's much, much more concerted effort in this area since, you know, June of 2020. Yeah. Um, and so, so some of the things that uh, we enable or we do for them on behalf of the employers and the nurses is, you know, as a nurse, you can choose if you want to have your own profile picture or if you just want to use an avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, we do get questions from employers of like, okay, can you just hide all the, all the profiles? And so, so we don't, you know, make any decisions based, based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the interesting things is, though, that the more information there is in a nurse profile, including the profile photo, the more likely they are to get interview requests. And so there's something, you know, and a lot of this has to, has to do with where we are in software and applications now in 2021. There's almost like a human connection that happens with a profile. And you guys have probably, everyone, your audience has probably experienced this on social media too. Absolutely. You know, like when right. you have more metadata, like, so for example, you, you look at Nurse Keith on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can see not just Nurse Keith's his profile picture, and I can see a little bit of metadata about who he is and what he stands for in his profile. And I can even see his tweets. I'm able to form like a whole picture of who Nurse Keith is, and I'm going to be more comfortable interacting with them, with him. And it's the same in all of these applications that involve profiles. The more data there is and the more uh, detail there is, uh, the more uh, connection can be made between humans that are using the software. That's a really good point. That's what I tell my clients about LinkedIn. You know, if you want to meet people, if you want to connect with like-minded professionals, you know, you need, like you said, the meta- metadata. You you need not just the bare bones, you need to have a really robust profile. So say you want to connect with another nurse because you just want to find out what what she does. And if you have no picture and nothing about you and no about section, and she can't really tell like who, who is this person, then she's not really going to want to interact with you. So yeah, I feel like there's, there's that fine line, isn't there? It, it is a fine line. And our data does yeah. show that if, you, if the nurse profile has a profile picture, they do get more interview requests. Interesting. And I'm sure you'll look at over time, you know, is there bias around race or color or hairstyle, you know, there could be issues around that or, you know, so man, there's, I feel like you're leveraging data in a really specific, very um, idiosyncratic way in terms of incredible health. And, and tell us just really briefly, where did you come from? Like you came through, you came through, um, medical school, but how did your interest in technology arise? Where did that come from? Yeah, um, sure. So, I mean, look, after a medical school, I decided not to do residency. I was like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. Not that there's anything wrong with a career in medicine or a career in nursing. Those are both fantastic careers, but I was sure. always more interested in um, uh, doing things on a scalable way, impacting an entire system as opposed mm-hmm. to one-on-one patient care. I see. And so I first uh, did a hospital operations and strategy during my time in management consulting. Um, and that's where I got like my initial exposure. I did my MBA out on the East Coast as well before moving to the Bay Area. And so when I moved to the Bay Area, that's really when I got very exposed to software and healthcare technology and realized the impact and the scale at which technology and software can operate. 
And so, um, you know, I, I trained as a product manager and that's really where I learned to work with engineer, software engineers and designers and data scientists and so on and what it takes to launch a product in, in healthcare and what it takes to grow a business in healthcare, in a technology business in healthcare before leaving to start our own company, uh, which is Incredible Health. And I'm um, generally very passionate about healthcare workers. I, I believe that this is a group of workers that is overworked and underappreciated. And there are not enough products and services out there that give them a delightful experience. And so that's how our mission came about, our mission of helping healthcare professionals live better lives and help them find and do their best work. And we want to be the one player out there that's giving them the best experience possible, giving them the upper hand, giving them like having them, making sure they experience delight when they're instead of dread, <laughs> when they're thinking about their careers and their job searches. Wow. Delight and career. Those often don't get used in the same sentence. They don't, you know, a job <laughs> search is usually one of the most stressful experiences any human goes through. Um, yeah. Almost as stressful as dating. Right. <laughs> and Very much it, so. Very much. And it needs yeah. to, uh, it really does need to have more delight in it because it should be exciting. I mean, like this is the progression of your career. This is like mm -hmm. the next role, the next community that you're going to be part of, the next team you're going to be working right. with. And that's why I do what I do as a career coach. And I tried, I do steer people to incredible health and I'm going to start doing that a little more robustly now. So thank you. Appreciate you know, that. I, I really appreciate you being here. And like Guy Raz said, you're sort of seen as the match.com of, of hiring and healthcare. And I think that's true. And, and you're doing some incredible work and it's really wonderful to have you back and you're, you've created something very special and I'm going to keep you on my radar and make sure people know who Incredible Health is and why they need to check it out. So thanks so much for being here one more time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, one, one last note I'll say is like, we wouldn't be where we are today without the nurses and the hospital executives that use the platform. I mean, the, both groups give us a huge amount of feedback on our product and inform our decisions for what we build next. And so many of these ideas, like the Incredible Health Nurse Community and the journaling feature and the free continuing education and so on, have mm. originally been ideas of, from nurses. So um, it's really, we're, we're building this together. We're building this, we're achieving this mission and, and pursuing this goal together. Well, thank you so much, Iman. That's, that's really great to hear. And I'm glad to be able to publicize what you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Nurse Keith Show. Remember the show notes where you can learn all about Iman Abu Zaid and Incredible Health will be at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 313. Remember, The Nurse Keith Show is a member of Ars Longa Media, a collaborative network of podcasts and media entities dedicated to professional education and partnering to improve social ills. We're at arslonga.media. That's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media. We're also a proud member of the Health Podcast Network, along with Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the New England Journal of Medicine, the Mayo Clinic podcast and many others. Find them at healthpodcastnetwork.com. The Nurse Keith Show is produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting and Mark Cappy Spiesen is our stalwart social media ringmaster. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch and seek delight, just like Iman just said. This is Nurse Keith saying adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico and friend of the pod, Iman Abu Zayed bidding us adieu from San Francisco. San Francisco. Iman, thank you so much. A deep bow of gratitude to you. And we'll catch everyone on the flip side.